The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus I think the challenge will be not how many Super Bowl special prop bets we want to play, but how deep can we get into the conversation without running out of Super Bowl special prop bets that don't include Taylor Swift somehow? Because I was just scrolling through one list in particular, and like every other special prop for Super Bowl 58 is Taylor Swift related somehow. Uh, we've got planes in the flyover. We've got Gatorade color, length of the anthem, color of Reba McIntyre's hat. I don't. Do we expect Reba to wear a hat? I don't. We'll get into that in 20 minutes. Lightning bets before we wrap up. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack, alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. We've got you covered every single weekday, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. We just started touching on college hoops a minute ago with Von Dalzell of NBC Sports. Now we bring in our guy, Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports. And we think we may have come up with a system here, Isaac. Tell us if this makes sense or not. We may just start betting blind home dogs. Um, There's another one or two out there tonight. We hit 50-50 last night because we hit on a Texas cover uh, over Houston, but we didn't hit on Vatek against Duke. So, you know, I was just looking. There is not a team in a power conference that has, or even a major conference that has more than five road wins this year. Um, home court advantage. I think we touched on it a little bit last week when you were on with us, but it gets stronger and stronger every year. And this year, it seems to be astronomical. It is, and part of me wonders when that buyback part is of the season is, and. 
but I can't think it's now. I really don't know if it's now because it just feels like throughout the sport, every single night, I like another home dog. Like tonight, Indiana's plus two and a half against Iowa. That's an Iowa team that's played really well lately, but I like the way that Indiana played against Illinois. They looked as locked in defensively as we've seen them all year. And I think if this Indiana team's going to get their season back on track, it has to come with defense. And if you're able to you know, double down on that. We saw a little bit of a different vibe from Xavier Booker or, or Xavier Johnson, excuse me, their star point guard. If if that sticks, like Indiana's going to win tonight. And so that every feels like every single night, I just look at another home dog. I'm like, yep, sign me up. Here I go down that trail again. And for the most part, it's been a pretty profitable strategy so far this season. Well, the one of the uh, the popular games last night that did hit was Texas pushing Houston to overtime. I'm just curious how you feel about this Texas squad. I mean, that was as a five and a half point dog to Houston. Like we know what they are defensively. That was that was impressive for them. Unfortunately, they were unable to uh, to pull that off. But you know, when you're living in the Big Twelve, you're gonna be tested every single night. There are a couple games below 500 in conference play. But you know, I guess you could say that was that was a positive sign. What we saw from Texas. Where where are you on the Longhorns? No question about it. I think that this is one of the Big 12's most talented teams. Uh, Dylan DeSue healthy, Max Asmus ready to roll. Asmus has come in from the Summit League and been awesome, like a lot of people thought he might be, but he's been even better than I expected. And and DeSue is playing like an all-Big 12 big man. And then you throw in a much-improved Dylan Mitchell, and then you have Caden Shedrick and Tyrese Hunter, like, Kendall Weaver's a guy that comes off the bench, and I really like what they bring from him. Like this group has a ton of talent, and so I think if I'm a seven seed and I I saw Texas as my ten because they snuck into the mm-hmm. tournament, I would not want any part of that because that's a roster that's really really talented. They just haven't been fully healthy. You know, I think there's some concerns about can Rodney Terry maximize this group, but lately. I thought he's done a very good job of changing their rotations a little bit and maximizing what he has with this roster, playing more three-guard lineups, playing more of DeSue at the five. And we've seen them start to play a lot better lately. So that's a Texas team that I I don't know what to do with long-term because I feel like they're really talented. I still have questions about the head coach. But on a night-to-night basis, they're as good as any team in college basketball. And that's those are the teams that are kind of fun in March because it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're in the Elite Eight. Not one bit. It also wouldn't surprise me if they lose in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a great game last night uh we were on texas so happy to see that one hit what about tonight i want to open it up to you there's quite a few good games on the slate it is it's a great it's a great spot you know obviously the props market is is where i love to do most of my work and tennessee south carolina is a big game tonight tennessee trying to get some separation from the rest of the sec and Teams like the 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 big thing I've been looking at is like South Carolina unders against the top t- like the top opponent is is a big angle for me. So Dalton Connect under twenty one and a half is one that I've eyed. South Carolina has been the best transition defense. Last week we talked about them taking away Antonio Reeves from Kentucky and that hit. This week I think they're going to try to do the same thing against Dalton Connect. Connect has been on fire, arguably SEC Player of the Year uh, so far this year. We've seen some of his recent numbers: thirty points, you know, multiple games of thirty-five plus for the first time since Shaq in, in the SEC. Like that's that's big time stuff. But he does a lot of his work from three and a 
ton of his work in transition. Again, that's where South Carolina takes teams away. South Carolina, in the last five games, just one guard has gone over 20 points against them. So it's scary. I get it feels weird when you look at that box score, but I think under 21 and a half is the right side for a Dalton Connect. And in a Tennessee team that you can have four, five, six different guys kind of pop up as their go-to guy on any given night. It's been Connect lately, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Zakai Ziegler takes over and takes a big number of shots or Jonas Adu does that or Josiah Jordan-James gets rolling at home and just takes enough of that volume away where Connect stays under this number. Isaac Trotter at 24-7 Sports with us here talking college hoops on BetQL Daily. Uh, Last time Marquette played Villanova in Wisconsin, they won by 12 or 13, I think it was. They're in Philly tonight. Villanova favored by two and a half over the number nine team in the country. Tell me why I shouldn't buy a road team here, uh, a road dog here in the Big East. Yeah, this is just really a a number that's based on the injuries, right? Chase Ross is up in the air of of being able to play. Cam Jones twisted his ankle and was in a boot. They're not sure if he's going to play right now for Marquette. So those are some of the hesitancies for this Villanova team and or for this Marquette team. And, And for Villanova, they need this one desperately. You know, both teams honestly need it. Marquette trying to stay in this Big East race, but Villanova has been in the tailspin lately. And they spent a ton of NIL money putting this roster together. Like their their donors boosted out for this this roster. And this has no business losing four four games in a row, no business kind of flirting with the big dance bubble. So the the one spot I like in this is Justin Moore over 11 and a half points. This is a decreased number from usual. He's usually around that 13 and a half, 14 and a half range. Marquette has given up a lot of threes so far this year. Justin Moore is going to get some really good attempts from there. He's a guy that can shoot you know, closer to 40% from three. We've seen him have huge numbers, but after, you know, his injury this year, he's started to come back and has kind of been a little bit iffy. I think this is a big bounce back spot for Villanova. And if it is, Justin Moore is going to be a huge part of that. I think he cruises over 11 and a half. That's a, that's a really known low number for a spot against a Marquette team. That's now could be without two of its better wing defenders. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting matchup. A lot of the projection systems have Marquette winning a close one. You mentioned the point spread Nova, in a close one, so uh, the number certainly matters there. Um, we were, we were with Von Dalzell. We we're just talking about Illinois, Ohio State, and and that matchup. The point spreads two and a half. Oh, Buckeyes terrible run. They they've now lost five of six, and uh, we've got another short number in this one. What's your angle? Yeah, Ohio State so far this year they're the third lowest uh, team with jump shooting this year, right? Like they just, they don't get to the rim a lot. They're the third lowest uh, rim rate among all high major teams. That's a problem against Illinois who they kind of force you to take a lot of tough jumpers. Ohio state will do that. They will, they will take as many tough twos as you want. And early in the year, Ohio State was one of the better offensive teams because they had four guys shooting over 40% from three. Well, Roddy Gale shooting 21% from three now in Big Ten play. Bruce Thornton, like 22%. Dale Bonner, it feels like he hasn't made a shot from downtown in a month. And so part of me thinks Ohio State's really due tonight. But this is a tough matchup against Illinois that has a ton of positional size and they're going to really force Ohio State to make a lot of tough shots. And if Ohio State can't guard, like this is a group that should be better defensively than what they are. They have better defensive personnel than when you open up Ken Palm and see what they're 99th right now in defensive efficiency. This group should be better than that. So I, I want to buy back on Ohio State at some point, but I'm not sure if this is the right matchup for it because this Illinois team gives gives Ohio State a lot of problems with their with their positional size and what they're trying to do with their defensive game plan. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. 
And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. UNC at Georgia Tech, the spread at nine and a half. Could Georgia Tech be one of those home dogs that covers? Georgia Tech is frisky. I, I, I really like this group. I like what Damon Stoudemire has done with this group. But they, I just feel like North Carolina is on a different tier right now with what they're doing defensively. You know, a lot of people have talked about their three-point defense, but their rim defense is phenomenal. Teams just shooting 51% at the rim against North Carolina this year. I look at Armando Baycott over 13.5 points or over 22.5 points and rebounds tonight. You look at some of the big men against Georgia Tech lately. P.J. Hall had 31 points and 17 rebounds. Lynn Kidd had 18 points last night or last time they played against Virginia Tech. Kyle Filipowski had 30 points against this Georgia Tech front line. So Georgia Tech has kind of pivoted to playing a little bit smaller. Bay Nagongo is six foot nine and 215 pounds. That's kind of a problem against Baycott, who's an absolute beast. And Georgia Tech has really struggled at post-ups and offensive rebounds. And that are those are the two areas that Armando Baycott has absolutely feasted on. So I think he cruises to a double-double tonight and should cruise over 22.5 points in rebounds or over 13.5 points, whichever one has the, the better price for you. Isaac Trotter, 24-7 Sports, with us on BetQL Daily. Let's keep it in the ACC, but talk about the conference as a whole here, Isaac. Lenardi's latest bracketology only has three ACC teams in the tournament. Um, Conversely, we're seeing the Mountain West kind of catch everybody's eye, even though they have the tournament history that they have. San Diego State last year aside, um, five teams, maybe six, if Nevada should get in as well. You know, as we look at conferences who could swing either way because of their bubble teams, um, what are you watching for in the next couple of weeks as we sort of really start to approach what will be, you know, when the committee really starts to hone in on things, right? When they look at things with a a fine tooth comb or or a really detailed zoom lens, um, how do you see the ACC shaking out? And is it realistic the Mountain West could see five or six teams in the tournament? Yeah, I think it's fair that the Mountain West could have more teams in the ACC, but I think the ACC is going to find a way to get more than three teams in. You know, North Carolina and Duke are in a different tier. I think those are two national championship contenders. I still think Clemson's good. Like, they just do a lot of good things well, and P.J. Hall's a good player. They have a lot – like, they're really talented. They shoot the three well. They have really offensive rebounds, so I like those teams that do that. And for me with the committee, it's how do you judge Wake Forest? Because Wake Forest, before they got all of their guys eligible with the two-time COVID or waivers being able to play, is a very different team than the Wake Forest team that they have now. And so I, I don't know how they, you know, adjust their power ratings for that. I don't know how they they look at that resume when Wake Forest team with Efton Reed, the Gonzaga transfer, former five-star big man, is a completely different unit. So I think Wake Forest finds a way to get its way its way into the tournament. I'm still eyeing Virginia in, in case they can kind of get things together, but. It's a league where you just don't have a lot of quad one opportunities at home. So you don't really have those opportunities to buff up that resume. But I still think the ACC gets three. And the Mountain West, I think they settle at five. But all five of those teams are awesome. That 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 Mountain West race is fantastic. It, like, there are so many teams. I think they have four teams right now within a game of first place. How about some of the other uh, races, Isaac? I know that you just uh, wrote a piece that dropped on 247sports.com about some of the other conferences, the front runners, teams that need help. And and some long shots where you can find some value if uh, of those other conferences. What's your strongest case 
for a long shot right now? Yeah, I think if you're looking at one, you're you're looking out in the Pac-12, right? The mm-hmm. Arizona hasn't necessarily opened the door super super well, so they're yeah, I think they're six and three right now in conference play. Oregon is still there. Like, can you find a a, a long term f- value on Utah maybe to get fully healthy? That's a group when we've seen them fully healthy, they're really really talented. The other one I'm looking at is Michigan State potentially top twenty team on Ken Palm. Their schedule coming up is real soft and so if they can they get hot maybe this is the right time to buy on them where you're getting a really big number but you need a lot of help there right you need wisconsin to start tripping up you need purdue to start tripping up and michigan state doesn't necessarily get a ton of head-to-head opportunities to really slice that gap there but those are the two that i'm eyeing again another one too the sec is so wide open so is it florida like can they potentially get things back on track because that's a team when we've seen them you know play up to their potential that's a really really talented roster and that SEC race feels wide open after Tennessee Ooh. and Alabama and Auburn and Kentucky. Florida's 90 to one. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> About a minute. Anything left on the table for tonight that we didn't touch on that you like? Oh, I got one for you. I got one. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. These two rivals are honestly, this is probably as bad a game as we've seen in their history. Both of these teams are, are struggling, to be honest. When you look at the history, it's it's very rare to see Michigan this far under 500 when they play Michigan State. So, But how do we attack it? Um, I think Jade Nakins over three and a half rebounds has been a nice little spot for me. It's kind of niche, but it it's continues to hit at a pretty good clip for me. Uh, and the big angle here, Doug McDaniel, Michigan star point guard, he is out with a six-game suspension for only road games, right? Because of an academic thing, it's one of the weirdest suspensions in all of college basketball. But when he doesn't play, um, Michigan's offensive rating drops in a hurry. They're 120 with him on the floor, 99 with him off the floor. They get uh, Their opponents average about 40 rebounds a game in the games that Doug McDaniel doesn't play. And they really struggle on the offensive glass. So I'm looking at Jade Nakins, a guy who's had multiple offensive rebounds in three of his last six games. Super bouncy, super athletic, wants to stay engaged. His best way is hitting the glass. So over three and a half is a good number for me. 11 and a half. Big spread on that one, but it's tempting. Isaac, thanks so much for the time. We'll catch up again next week, okay? Thanks for having me. Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports. As Joe mentioned a couple minutes ago, he's got a new piece out talking about the different conferences and the battles at the top of those conferences as well as on the bubble. Coming up next, Super Bowl bets, the special props, Anthem, Gatorade, Flyovers, a proposal? Hmm, maybe. Beck UL Daily is presented by BetMGM.